I'm afraid that settles it. Having come to the end of the letter she had been reading, Lady Marley brandished it in a rather warlike fashion. We shall have to intervene. Her paid companion, Miss Viola Carroll, answered with a squawk. This had not been intentional. It was simply that she had driven her embroidery needle into the pad of her thumb. You do know, remarked Lady Marley, dryly, that contrary to popular belief, needlepoint is not mandatory for our sex. Viola shot her an amused look from beneath brows whose tilt, she knew, inclined to the devilish. Well, forgive me for attempting to acquire some accomplishments. My dear, an accomplishment is inventing the hydraulic press or investigating the properties of nitrous oxide. It is not making a picture of a willow tree on cloth. Don't you think that's rather a matter of perspective? Viola gazed upon her only mildly blood-spattered willow. If putting pictures on cloth was the province of men, you may be quite sure it would be hailed as the miracle of the age. That drew an appreciative chuckle from Lady Marley. <laughs> a fine point, and it is well taken. Unlike this fine point, Viola put her needle aside, which was very ill-taken indeed. To say nothing of ill-timed, I'm so sorry, Louise. I interrupted you with my self-impalement. What settles what? And in what must we intervene? Lady Marley, never one to have her thunder stolen without a fight, rebrandished the letter. It's Miranda. I'm genuinely beginning to worry about her. A long, helpless silence filled the blue drawing room, which was Lady Marley's preferred venue for drinking tea and brandishing correspondence. Viola's mother had usually spent her mornings in the garden room, but Louise felt strongly that the outdoors belonged outdoors, and truthfully, the difference was valuable. It reminded Viola that this was no longer her house, that her childhood belonged to someone she could no longer be. There was the past and the present, and the bright, sharp line she had drawn between them. What's wrong? she asked. Finally, she's turning into a gothic heroine. It really won't do. Folding her hands in her lap, Viola attempted to still their trembling. I, that is, I'm, I'm not sure she's, she's not. She's assuredly not. The paper crackled as it was for the third time waved in Viola's direction. Listen to this. My dearest Louise, and so on and so forth, hope this letter, and so on and so forth, fondest affection for your family, and so on and so forth, we keep very quietly here, my brother preferring the company of silence and dark rooms to any that the human heart could afford him, and having driven away, through infelicitous words, all but the most devoted servants, and every neighbour within a radius of some two hundred miles. That does not seem like him, Viola murmured in spite of herself. His father, yes, but not him. Lady Marley cast her an unreadable look before continuing. He still takes laudanum for the pain and other spirits too, though I do not know what solace they are supposed to bring him. 
As for me, I find I am not discontented. After all, the country hereabouts, with its harsh skies and dark cliffs, is most picturesque. Viola winced. You see, exclaimed Lady Marley, no girl of sixteen is she now? I believe seventeen. My point is, no young girl possessed of beauty, brains, and a dowry larger than the Prince Regent's backside should be reduced to taking an interest in the landscape. It's, it's a lovely part of the world. Viola! Lady Marley's far too shrewd eyes pinned her in place. I understand this can only be discomforting for you, but the De Veres are our friends, and they need us. Were my friends, and they may need Lady Marley. They may even need someone I never was, but they do not need Viola Carroll. A soft rustle as Lady Marley turned the letter to read the cross-hatching. 